0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Fear and comfort. Walking in fear and comfort. The Word of the Lord says, Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, And Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Amen. Praise God. Walking in fear and in comfort. I remember back in the 1990s in my teenage years, there was a series that Pastor did about problems and trouble. And the idea was that just because you've repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost, it doesn't mean you're not going to experience some stuff. Life is not perfect. You know, and newer disciples, when they come here, they think they're going to get in the tank and come out of the water, and they're going to all of a sudden get a brand new car and a brand new job and a million-dollar house, and God is just going to do amazing things. Only to find out a lot of times after you come to the Lord, you lose your job. Yeah. The car breaks down. Everything falls apart. And oftentimes that happens because before the Lord, many of us structure our life without God. We got things in our life through mammon, the ways of this world. And God is saying, if you're going to follow me, then I've got to be your source. And if you will trust me and believe in me and continue to be faithful to me, I'll give you a better car than the one that you had. And the house that you had, you found out that it wasn't a good investment. Let me give you something, amen, that you really deserve, my will. God has his way of restructuring our lives. It's all a part of the process in us learning to trust him and believe him when his word says that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. On the surface, COVID-19 looked awful. Many of us, including myself, thought the end was now. We're going to have to be afraid to breathe air for the rest of our lives. We're going to have to be afraid to touch doorknobs. Our children are going to have to walk in fear with their masks on. Well, come to find out, the word of the Lord came to many of us, and we knew that. That COVID-19 was only for a season, and we'd only be in lockdown for about 60 days, and we would regather. You remember what Pastor preached. He said, COVID-19 has come here to leave. And another word was spoken that said, as mysteriously as COVID-19 came, so shall it depart. We went through a series of darkness. We went through a series of troublesome times. But I believe that the Lord is taking us out of it into a season of peace and prosperity, Amen. Not so much that everything is going to be perfect, but as it were, we're going to experience, amen, a season where we're going to feel certain again, a season that we are going to feel like things are normal again. We're getting back to business as usual. Traffic is now on the interstates again. People now are shaking hands. People now are giving hugs all over again. People are having birthday parties all over again. Businesses are opened all over again. Toilet paper is in stock back over again. Gas prices have gone a little bit. It's starting to feel like normal all over again. You know, a lot of nations didn't make it. A lot of cities did not make it. A lot of communities did not make it. A lot of businesses didn't make it. A lot of families did not make it. Some people, their church membership didn't make it. But I thank God for the faithful that made it. I thank God for people that trusted in the Lord during this time and said, no matter what comes my way, I will serve the Lord. This series in the book of Acts has been structured for us to dive deep into the word of God and to see that the early church, as powerful as it was, As amazing as it was, as profound as it was and supernatural and all the miracles that happened, there was still trouble. There was still tribulation. There was still persecution. There was still famine. There was still pestilence. There was still betrayal. There was all of the negative aspects and all of the dysfunctions that you can think of. They were there in the book of Acts just like Jesus taught But he said, those who remain faithful until the very end, they shall be promoted. They will shine like the stars of heaven. They will advance. Amen. They will go up. They will be exalted. And ultimately, they will have a place with Jesus at his table in heaven. Can I tell you, those who have persevered, you are going to be rewarded someday in heaven. For those of you, amen, who did not give up on God during this pandemic, your reward is coming to you someday through those, amen, who remain faithful, amen, God is going to be sure to reward you someday in heaven for it. I love this scripture in Acts 9, 31. Matter of fact, in one of my old Bibles, I circled it and I said, may my life and the church always be like this. I know it's an unattainable wish. It's not going to happen. It says the churches all throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and they were edified. They walked in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit and they were multiplied. If they couldn't have that all the time back then, we certainly can't have it now. I mean, you read about it just before this passage. What is going on? The church is persecuted. Paul is making or Saul is making havoc of the church knocking on the doors of the homes and the synagogues with legal papers saying I have an order a decree from the religious Sanhedrin council to bring you to Jerusalem to execute you for your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ I mean that's scary I know that's kind of foreign to us here in America we thank God for our freedom and and I hope that never goes away praise God You think about that, what the church had to endure in the beginning, that was troublesome. But praise the Lord God, put an end to that persecution by making a disciple out of Saul. And it says it was after that, then the churches had peace and they were edified. And then you read about miracles and then you read about conversion And you think, wow, the book of Acts, the rest of it is just going to be amazing. Thousands are going to be converted. Everybody's going to get healed. Everybody's going to be wealthy. Everybody's going to prosper. No problems until Herod arises and kills James. You see this in the book of Acts. It's like good times, bad times. Good times, bad times. Great revival comes and then opposition breaks out. You know, the other day I was talking to the Lord and I said, God, I had a great morning, but this afternoon it ain't going so good. And the Lord gave me a mind's eye vision. I saw the ocean and I thought, oh, that's really nice. That is therapeutic here to put me in a good mood. And I saw the tide coming in and going out. And the Lord said, you know, the human spirit cannot maintain a happy attitude or a happy spirit 24 hours a day. And just as the ocean comes in and out, so is the human spirit. And so is life. Days, weeks, months, decades. It was like God was saying, ever since mankind sin and sin entered the world, you will constantly have a taste of the good and you will constantly have a taste of the bad. The real question is, can you serve me no matter what? You think about this. Do most of us really get motivated to serve the Lord when things are good or when things are bad? I tell you what, some people, when I look around and I'm like, wow, they're really getting a hold of God. Then I, then I fi- find out, you know, they just got a bad report from the doctor. And I'm like, that's why they're praising the Lord. God wants us to praise him when we're in good health and when we're in bad health. And I've noticed this through the years. That sometimes I think God sends things our way just to get our attention on him. And vice versa. Sometimes bad things happen to get our attention on him. But then sometimes good things happen to get our attention on him. They almost come out of nowhere. Bad things, good things, mediocre things. It's all structured to keep us in line with Almighty God. pastor has been teaching us for years that if you're not in a problem, either you're coming out of a problem and about to go back into another problem. I remember after my wife and I bought our first house, I mean, it was just supernatural the way God planned it all out, how he opened the doors and and all of the, the business and the agreements. It was just amazing. I got in there thinking, I've got my own house now. What a wonderful place. Not going to have any problems. I'm going to have a good neighbor. God's going to bless our family. And all of a sudden, that heater goes out. Then after that, that refrigerator goes out. Things started going wrong. I remember calling my dad, panicking, and dad said, Welcome to being a homeowner, son. Thanks, dad. That's how it is, isn't it? Just when we think things are good, another problem comes. Just when we think we're having great revival and we're on the move and we're going forward and finishing strong, all of a sudden, we had to lock our doors. All of a sudden, trouble comes. That is the normal for the church. The ups, the downs, the mountains, the valleys. Sometimes we have to tread through water. Sometimes we have to go through the desert. But bless God, we just keep on You read about it in the book of Acts. When there were problems, the church still grew. When there were times of peace and prosperity, the church still grew. It didn't matter what was going on out there in the world. They remained right with God constantly. You notice what the Bible says here. The churches had peace, meaning there was no chaos between them and the political powers. Before, there was a lot of trouble. They were ordered to never speak the name of Jesus ever again. They were ordered to never assemble ever again. They were ordered to make an end of their faith. That is troublesome times. But here they have peace now. Peace now with the religious powers. And not only that, but it says they are edified, meaning they don't feel downtrodden anymore. Meaning they feel uplifted. They feel exalted. Things were now good. They now could worship without the fear of being thrown in prison. They could now boldly proclaim the name of the Lord and watch miracles happen without the fear of being martyred. That was the peace and the edification right there in that one verse. But for the early church, true peace was not having just the absence of conflict, but rather true peace was knowing that they have no conflict with God. Because they taught and believed that you can be right with men and be wrong with God. You can have the favor with all of your neighbors and all of the outsiders, but if there is chaos between you and the Lord, you have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You notice what it says here in the Bible. They had peace and they were edified. You notice it doesn't say they kicked back. They didn't pray as much. They had a good time. They didn't go to church as often as they should have. They didn't get out and minister. They didn't get out and make disciples because they were at peace and edified and it was time to just take a break and have a vacation for a while. Oh, no. The Bible says they continued to walk in the fear of the Lord. I remember when I was a kid hearing that preached by evangelists, you got to fear the Lord. I thought, God loves me and God is loving and God is so sweet and so kind. Why am I supposed to be afraid of him? Is God supposed to be scary? Is God supposed to be like a big monster? Is God supposed to be, you know, the enemy? No. Fear has its own context, church. And what that means is it applies to various situations in your life. And here in the book of Acts, to fear the Lord in this manner, it would be like saying, I know things are good, but just as quickly as things became good, if it's not for the Lord, things can go bad. Meaning they put all of their hope and all of their confidence in God. They did not fear the devil. They did not fear any person but rather they believed that God was the author and the finisher. They believed that God was the true source. They believed God was the ultimate one. As a way, it's a divine level of submission and obedience and reverence to God. It's living a life that you are like fearful of ever offending the Lord. It is walking a path and a way in life So that you work out your salvation with fear and trembling so that there is never any conflict between you and the Lord. It is living a life that is so respectful and so orderly and so scheduled and everything focuses around keeping your relationship with God as perfect as can be. That is the fear of the Lord. And I truly believe what I'm preaching to you. As mysteriously as COVID-19 came, it is mysteriously disappearing. Now, I'm not saying you need to start licking the doorknob of every uh, door in the sanctuary and start greeting everybody with a holy kiss. Don't do that now. It's still out there. It's still a danger to us. But I believe we're entering a season now of moving past that. And don't get too comfortable because more problems are going to arise. They already are. I mean, you look in the book of Luke chapter 21, wars, rumors of wars, that's happening now. False messiahs are rising. I saw on the news, somebody else now has got a false messiah complex out of Florida. It's amazing how many people are following this person. Pestilence, famines, conflicts in Jerusalem, what's been going on the past few weeks. It's like Luke 21, all of the signs, they're all happening at the same time. God is not saying, take your ease But really, God is saying, I'm giving this world, this country, this city now, peace between you and this pandemic. Don't get too comfortable, but continue to walk in the fear of the Lord. Because just as quickly as a problem can arise, as quickly as a problem can vanish, that's how God works. Continue to walk in the fear of the Lord. Can you say amen? It says the church sought comfort of the Holy Spirit. I love that. You know, the Holy Ghost, when it manifested for the first time in the New Testament, it was at Jesus' baptism, right? And it manifested like a dove, the Bible says. It doesn't say a dove. It says like a dove. You notice the Spirit didn't ascend down on Jesus like a buzzard. It didn't come down like a hawk. It didn't come in and out like the hummingbird, which, by the way, they're coming out, by the way. Get your feeders out. It came down gently like a dove. The Holy Ghost is a gentle spirit. It is a refreshing spirit. It is a spirit that is uplifting. It is a spirit that is kind and joyous. That's why Jesus said, when I leave... The Comforter will come. The Holy Ghost doesn't discourage. The Holy Ghost is not a banter relationship. That's why sometimes I figured this out when I was a kid. I don't know what it is about the pastor's son. If people got a prophetic word and they want to give it to somebody, they come and give it to the pastor's son. They know to stay away from the pastor's wife. They'll be kicked out of the church if that happens. Who do they come? To? They come to the pastor's son. I'd like to prophesy over the pastor's son. And there was a lot of times people would give me a word, and I thought, okay, that didn't happen. That's not true, but all right. I'm going to be respectful to my elders. But then sometimes somebody would give me a word, and it would be so edifying and so peaceable and so loving, and I learned to identify that's God because the Holy Ghost is gentle. It's not harsh. It's not strong. It doesn't back you up in a corner. That's really how you know if it's from God or not. If somebody gives you a word or something, tongues, an interpretation or something, ask yourself, does it feel gentle? Because the Spirit of God will feel gentle. This is a time in the Bible, in the book of Acts, during a time of peace, a time of being edified. And it's something to me that the church still said we still need comfort from the Holy Ghost. Even though people aren't knocking on our door to arrest us, even though the political powers aren't trying to shut us down, even though nobody is being martyred, we still need to trust God for comfort. And that's what we got to do as a church during this season and time that we're entering in right now. Don't think, ah, I've got the vaccine. Now I'm comfortable. I'm invincible. Hey, now. Well, I've got, I got COVID, you know, back this fall and I have got antibodies. I have got a strong immunity. I'm eating a hundred oranges a day. I got the vitamin C. I am good. Remember what Jesus taught about the rich man. He said, I've got the barns. I've got the money. My soul can take ease. And the Lord came down and said, you fool, your soul will be required of you this night. That is why the early church took comfort in the Holy Ghost. They did not take comfort knowing that they were at peace with their enemies. They did not take comfort in knowing that there was no more conflict between them and the political powers. Oh no, they never took relaxation in that. They never thought about that and celebrated it. They never thought about that and had a party. Oh no, they ran to God for their comfort. You know, the other Sunday, my children were down (laughs) praising the Lord. You know, somebody came up to me and gave me the sweetest compliment, and they said, you and Anna must have church at home. And I said, yeah, we do. We do. We read the scriptures. We sing. We pray together. You want to know what my children have been doing? They've been imitating what they see the church do. They have been watching how you worship and I remember thinking to myself, I have two children. I have a child on the way. My family's in good health. Things are good, but I still feel so empty and void. I was sitting there wondering during worship service, things feel perfect. We're coming out of COVID. We're getting back to pre-COVID attendance. There's guests here. There's people going be baptized. People are getting the Holy Ghost. My kids are worshiping. Everything is good. I don't have a flat tire out there, praise God. There's no problems. Why do I feel empty? And it was like God saying, you'll never find happiness when everything is good. You're never going to find true comfort when everything feels perfect in your life. Oh, no. The only way you can truly have comfort during this season of peace and during this season of edification is by my spirit. I'm telling you, that moment, it was like the Holy Ghost just washed over me. And it had been a while since tears gushed out of my eyes in that moment as I could feel the comfort of the Lord. There is no comfort like the comfort of Jesus. No comfort like the comfort of Jesus. I've been to a lot of nice places. I've eaten a lot of nice comfort food. Let me tell you, there's some good food, and I know some of you all know how to cook, had it. The Lord is more comfortable than any chicken dinner you've ever had. The Lord is more comfortable than any beautiful sunset you have seen on the ocean. For all those things are temporal, and all those things pass away. But the only true comfort and the only true peace you are ever going to experience is what you feel here tonight and that is the presence of almighty God. Mm. I know some of your lives and I know some of why some of you act the way you do in church. You want to know why because about the only place you feel peace is here in the house of God. Some of us in here we don't know what Acts 9:31 is about. We don't know peace. There's no peace in our home. There's no peace in our family. There's no peace in our neighborhoods. There's no peace on our job. There's no peace anywhere. And about the only place we feel it is here in the church of the living God. That's why we arrive early, some of us. That's why we like to stay later than some of us. Amen. And I've noticed that's how a sign COVID-19 is going away. A lot more people are coming earlier. and A lot more people are staying late and we're having to dismiss. It's time to lock the doors, all of that stuff, you know. It's because we feel the comfort of God. We feel the strength of the assembly. That is why the church began to multiply. That is why they began to grow, because they said even though things are peaceful, even though things are great, we're feeling edified, we're going to still walk in the fear of the Lord. And we're never going to take pleasure or comfort in anything in this world, but true comfort only comes by God. That's how they were able to grow during bad times, and that is how they were able to grow during good times. Can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Hallelujah. There was a man named Aeneas that Peter met in the very next verse. It says he was paralyzed a long time, and Peter came up to him and he said, The Lord Jesus Christ heals you. Make up your bed and walk. And Ananias stood up and walked. And it said all the region round about heard about this, and they were added to the church. Not far from there in a city called Joppa, there was a woman there named Tabitha, a businesswoman, a good woman, a leading woman. And she unexpectedly passed away, and they summoned Peter to come and pray for her. And he put everybody out of the room, and he went over to her and prayed for her. And she was raised from the dead. And the report of that miracle went all throughout the land. And even more people were converted there in the early church. The very next story after that, the Spirit of God leaves, not well, doesn't leave, but it reaches far out into the Gentiles and Cornelius and his entire house is converted and it opens the door to Gentile revival. So you have Saul persecuting the church in troublesome times, dark times. They're then met with, peaceful times and following those peaceful times there's miracles and disciples made and I was looking at that and I'm like we're, we're right there right now we're in the middle of that right now you remember about a month and a half ago over here in section two sister Barbara hurt pastor came down the spirit of prophecy moved upon him and he said sister Barbara you need a miracle don't you and she said yes and I watched her she raised her hands And you could just see God touching her in that moment. What we all didn't know about for years, her shoulder had been in excruciating pain. You know anything about Sister Barb? Usually when she praised the Lord, it was only usually with one arm. But that Sunday, it was two arms. Why? Because God miraculously touched her and took away that pain. Praise the Lord. A miracle. This past Sunday in the altar call, This past Saturday night, a lady in our church, I won't say her name, she's a very private person, she texted me and she said, since this past fall, my health has been very, very, it's been of great concern. She said, I don't know why, but I have been having spasms, muscle spasms, not just aches and pains, it's not just old age or any of that, no, it has been very concerning to the point where she has had gone to the doctors and specialists and run tests. And thank the Lord everything's coming back negative. But she said, chronic pain, difficult to sleep, difficult to work, and it's been absolute misery. And she said, I'm believing God is going to heal me tomorrow. Would you please pray for me? And I said, absolutely, we're going to pray. We prayed for her this past Sunday. I got a text message from her about 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. She said, well, since you prayed, no more knee pain. No more leg pain. I got a text on Tuesday. She said, the pain's still gone. God is still moving. I'm telling you. Seven months of chronic pain. And she texts me, as the Bible says, call for the elders of the church. Call for the elders of the church to pray. Don't think just because you're in pain, we're all of a sudden going to know it. Now, sometimes we'll know it if God wants us to know it. For the most part, we're not going to know it. Call for the elders of the church to pray for you. For seven months of no pain, and we pray, and all of a sudden, bam, no more pain. No way that's a coincidence. No way that's just happened some chance. Oh, no, that is almighty God. The miracles are coming back, church. The supernatural is coming back. It's the time of peace. It's the time of edification. And God is calling out to us, will you walk with me in fear and in trembling during this time? Will you remain, amen, in my presence and seek me for comfort? And God is saying, if you will do it, I'll perform miracles. I'll add to your church. I'll multiply this church. I will give you a season of prosperity. Praise God. This past Wednesday night, Brother Nathan Santo Mary told me, he said, we've had a marvelous season of great prayer meetings in our youth services. And I thank God for that. I love that. You want to know one of the greatest sights on Wednesday nights is, so wait out there in the main entrance in the narthex and wait till about 810 or 815 and just watch. You'll see about 30, 40 young people come down still wiping away tears from their eyes, having been in the presence of God. I'm telling you, it's a sight. And Brother Nathan told me that some of our students gathered around a, a young man, a newer member of our church, and they said they began to pray for them, him, and they watched as God delivered this young man from things. And that's all I'm going to say. As you read about in the book of the Bible, when people were delivered, things were cast out of them. That's what happened up there in youth service. Can I tell you this, that young man was baptized this past Sunday by Brother Quan his disciple maker, and he came up out of that water talking in tongues. It's like we're experiencing the book of Acts right here, right now. It's like the season of peace, the season of feeling edified, and the miracles are coming, the supernatural is coming. And disciples, people that we never thought would ever follow the Lord, they're starting to follow the Lord. People that we never thought we could reach, that we could never establish a connection with, God is supernaturally multiplying and bringing them into the church. I'm telling you what, the past few Sundays at 9 a.m., for some of us it feels like it's small. I don't know, I love 9 a.m. church around here. And I don't know what it is. Uh, You know, it's a good group, 150, 175. There's many churches out there where they would kill right now to get 150, 175 in their church. But I don't know what it is. Whenever we start singing and worshiping the Lord at 9 a.m., it's like a 1,000 people are in here during worship service. And Like it doesn't look packed, but it just feels full when the people begin to worship. And I can just feel it and I can just see it. We're going to start having lots of first-time guests again. We're going to start having more disciples than we know what to do with. The miracles are going to start happening. It's going to be even hard to keep track of all of them, the things that God is doing. The season of peace is upon us. The season of edification is upon us. Does that mean we're supposed to take it easy now? Oh, no. God said before he left, be watchful, pray always and be vigilant because just as easy as the devil can trick you and deceive you during bad times, so shall he deceive us during good times. Whether good or they're bad, praise the Lord. Whether times are fair or unfair, whether we fare well or whether we fare ill, walk in the fear of the Lord. Can you say amen? The musicians would please come. COVID-19 came for many reasons, and I believe those reasons are going to be exposed here soon. You know what I'm talking about. But what is it teaching us? What has it reminded us of? I'll tell you what, it reminded us to never again take for granted the opportunity to come to the house of the Lord. Anytime the doors are open and you have the opportunity to come to church, oh, you've got to be here. Think about it now, when you're old and you look back on your life, will you be proud that you missed church because you wanted to stay home and watch your favorite soap opera? You think I'm making this up? Oh, people do that. Will you be proud that you skip church just to go to some form of entertainment? That you skip church to be a part of some extracurricular activity? I know there's important things out there. and We don't police anybody, and people come and go as they please. You have the freedom. But can I tell you this? When you come to the house of the Lord, you please God. And when you participate in worship, oh, you please God. Doesn't the Bible say enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise? That's what we ought to do when we come to the house of the Lord before we think about anything else. It is to praise him. It is to worship him. No matter if things are good, no matter if things are bad. I believe COVID-19 has taught us that. I've gone back and listened to a lot of the messages that Pastor preached to us during that lockdown. I mean, I sat over there with only about 10 people in this room, and that was so unusual. We'd never been through anything like that. I remember we we set up cell phones in front of the church just to put the the service, amen, out there into all all of your phones. I remember thinking, how are we going to have church through the phone? How are we going to have church with only 10 people in here? And it was something, even though we were small, it felt like a full house in here. And I got text messages from people. They were saying, it felt like the whole church was in my house with me today. It was like God kept us unified during that time. And I'll never forget, uh, uh, it was like a life-changing message for me personally that Pastor preached. And he said, you have heard it before in the church. Don't leave the same way that you came, right? I mean, we've got songs about that. Famous sermons preached about that. The pastor said in this time, don't come back the same way you left. Don't come back to church in a worse condition than in the beginning of this thing, but rather let COVID-19 motivate you to improve and let this pandemic force you and move you to fast and to pray, to spend time with your family and get spiritual. Can I tell you that moved me? During COVID-19, I read my Bible more than one time. I'm not going to tell you how many. I'll tell you, three times. I read it three times in the year 2020. I prayed and fasted more last year than I have in a long time. I heard from God and had spiritual manifestations, legit dreams and visions like I've never had before, and totally went to a new level in my walk with God and ministry. I hated getting COVID-19 back in September. I hated what it did to this church, the things we lost, the things it took from us. But I'm so excited that it feels like things are getting back to normal. We're entering a season of peace, and I don't feel like God wants us to go into it thinking that now we're invincible and, and that we're just going to be all right. And Oh, no. God's saying, continue to fear me. God's saying, continue to reach out to me for comfort. And if you will do that, you will see miracles. If you do that, your lost backslidden children and friends are coming back to me. You will see disciples made like you never thought could be seen before. God is saying to us, fear me and run to me for comfort. Walk in the fear of the Lord and seek after me for comfort. Can we all stand together right now? God wants to know, is he meaningful to you? He wants to know, is he your source? He wants to know if you truly love him, like the early church did. If there's anybody here tonight, you just want to say, God, I thank you for the good times that we're experiencing. I'm excited about this summer. I've got fun things planned. Lord, before I have anything like that, before I have any joy, before I have any pleasure... I've got to make sure that I fear you. I've got to make sure that I respect you. I've got to make sure that I'm right with you. I invite you right now to come to this altar. If anybody right now, you want to be reminded of just how comforting the Holy Ghost is, I invite you to come forward to pray right now. You know, we're not far different from the book of Acts. Oh, no. Not much has changed. People are still the same. They're still the same problems. God is saying, I'm giving you a season of Acts 9:31, that peace and edification is coming. And what will you do with it will determine the consequences. What you sow is what you reap. We're gonna still serve the Lord during this time. We're gonna still follow the Lord during this time. Amen. Will you reach out for him right now? Will you open your heart to him now? Will you fear him now? Will you receive the gentle comfort of the Holy Ghost now? Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.